Welcome to Locked on Horn Frogs. In today's episode, I'll tell you what I think Sonny Dyke's biggest challenge might be this season. And I feel like it's not something that's on a lot of people's radars. We'll talk about that next on Locked on Horn Frogs. You are Locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs. I am Stephen Simcox, your host. Uh, so this idea has been sort of brewing in my mind for the past few days. I was looking around, uh, I guess it was on Wednesday, and Stuart Mandel from The Athletic, who at the moment is is really i mean Stewart's a west coast guy right and he obviously has an affinity and a love for the Pac-12 and he's really been pushing this idea of the Pac-12 needs to survive they need to stick together it's actually more marketable than the Big 12 if you look at TV ratings um so he's not the the he's not uh number 1 in Big 12 fans minds right now and he, along with the athletic staff, they put together a Big 12 preview. And I was shocked to see that TCU was picked to finish last in the conference. He picked them to go 2-7 and seven in conference play and 4-8 and eight overall in the season, which means he has them dropping a non-con game. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say he probably thinks they'll lose on the road in Dallas against SMU and then only winning a couple games in conference. Now, surprisingly, he also has Texas going four and eight. Um, and we all know there's a lot of hype around the Longhorns, as there always is. And he did say this, like he said, listen, I think that it's a sort of bizarre year for Big 12 football. You know, the typical favorite in Oklahoma has a whole new staff. They're replacing the quarterback. They're replacing a lot of talent from last year. Um, Baylor won the Big 12 title last season. They've had a huge overhaul at their skill positions. They're also replacing some production off that defense. Um, Oklahoma State's in the same situation. They're replacing a lot of that defense. Also, Jim Knowles, their uh, outstanding defensive coordinator, who has now moved on to Ohio State. So, point being, there's a lot of uncertainty. It's hard to get a read on these teams. Um, and he actually has Kansas State winning the conference, which K-State is a popular dark horse pick. Um, they have a really good defensive line. Deuce Vaughn uh, is incredible. Now, here's the weird thing to me about K-State, and, and then I'll get to TCU in a moment. Adrian Martinez, um, really talented player coming out of high school. It was a big deal when Nebraska landed him. And – he hasn't been good. I mean, like, there there seems to be a lot of potential there, but he hasn't been very good in Nebraska. And there just seems to be this belief that he's going to step in in K-State and be this amazing QB. And I don't know. I don't really see it. Um, but a lot hinges on him playing well, at least taking care of the football and making plays there in Manhattan. But back to CCU, which is what this podcast is about. Their picks finished last by The Athletic. And I understand when I say this name, you might roll your eyes. I will too, but I'm just using it as another example for my larger point. Big Game Boomer, which is a popular college football account on Twitter, 
he also put out some Big 12 standings the other day, and he has TCU finishing 10th behind Kansas, behind everyone. And it, it sort of brought me to this conclusion that I've been mulling over for a while. I really feel like there's a big disconnect between the national media and TCU because the last few years they haven't been watching TCU. And I said this on the Locked On Ultimate College Football Preview. I don't necessarily blame them for that. I mean, it's not like there was a ton going on in Fort Worth. But there's this idea that, well, they just let go the best coach in the school's history, which is true. That is a thing that happened. And how are you going to replace that that guy? How are you going to replace Gary Patterson? Um, This defense is, you know, in complete overhaul. There's a quarterback battle going on. They're just going to completely bottom out. And I'll push back against that for a couple of reasons. One, I feel like people haven't been paying attention to what a mess it had been the last few years. Now, in 2020, the COVID season, they bounced back nicely after a really rough start and finished six and four. Last year was five and seven. The year before that was five and seven. But what I'm saying is, even with a lot of the issues, the injuries, you know, the nature of the offensive play calling, with two, basically two different offensive coordinators that were sort of clashing against each other. Um, a quarterback situation that was not really, like, the quarterback play wasn't high. You know, there seemed to be some uncertainty there. Um, a pretty anemic offense, a defense that was slowly kind of eroding. Even with all that, this was not a team that completely bottomed out and went 3-9 and nine or 4-8. and eight. And so I can't see them just immediately taking a step backwards. I think Sonny Dykes has them buying in. I think there's a lot of talent on this team. Now, do I feel like they're going to win 10 games? No. But will they beat KU on the road? Yeah, they will. They're not going to finish 10th in the conference. There's too much talent on this team. There's too much talent on this roster. Is the defense changing a lot of hands? Yes, it is. But they're going to a new scheme. The defense was really bad last year. If the defensive line has a pulse, then they're going to be better. The linebacker situation is kind of thin right now, but I think they have some athletes there led by Dean Winters. The secondary, I feel like, has a chance to be really good. And this offense is going to score points. I believe that. I do. That's the one thing that I can firmly say as we sit here on August 25th. You're listening to it on August 26th. The scheme is going to be better. The play calling is going to be better. There's a lot of playmakers on this team. They can get out in space and make plays. These people don't know what they're talking about. They're not going to finish last in the Big 12. I think they'll make a bowl game. There's just too much to work with here. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen when they hit the field against Colorado in a week's time. But here's, here's my larger point. Sonny Dykes, and I think he's been trying to do this with opening things up a little more to the media, trying to make an offer, an effort, excuse me, to get out there this offseason. He's got to find a way to get TCU back in the national conversation. This was a like this was a super respected program for a long time, and I think that's faded away slowly. And Sonny has to find a way to, you know, get this team back where they need to be. 
Because right now things look pretty rough. I mean, people are picking them to be last in the conference. Not everyone, but even y'all looked around at Sporting News today. I was just kind of checking around. Okay, what what do the folks think about TCU? And it's just constantly eighth, tenth, ninth. I think they're going to be better than that. I really do. I, I don't see that happening. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. When we come back, we'll talk some more football. Before we do that, though, bet online. You know what? I talk about it frequently. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Also, they're just a great site for sports news. You know, what's going on on the injury front with your favorite team? What's happening? What's the latest movement with the odds? Every sport, every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, combat sports, eSports, even golf. They're the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. Head to Bet Online today. You can use your mobile device too. Get in on the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Week zero this weekend. Get a Bet Online account and get to work. Bet Online again. It's where the game starts. Okay, uh, so we'll continue to roll along here on Locked On Horn Frogs. And this will just be some assorted news and notes. Um, and first off, this was something that caught my attention today. I don't pay a ton of attention to watch lists. The watch lists happen this time of year in the off season. And I mean, not to be disrespectful, but a lot of people make these awards watch lists. So, you know, Oak Walker award, right? It's there's 50 running backs, 60 running backs that get named to a watch list. Um, the Blitnikoff award. Quentin Johnson's on that watch list. I did see today, though, Max Duggan was on the, the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm watch list, which was intriguing to me. And I assume they just kind of look through and say, okay, which quarterback from Power 5 Team X had the most passing attempts? Um, you know, I, I don't expect Max to be the starter, but he is he is there. And I still feel like even if Chandler is the starter, there's a good chance he's going to get a lot of snaps this season. And we'll sort of see how that plays out as the year goes on. But um, he was named that Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award watch list. So if you're curious on those things, that's kind of out there and about on social media. Um, and there's just sort of coming daily as we hurdle towards the start of the season. On the injury front, um, saw on Instagram today, Terrence Cooks posted the successful surgery. So expect him to be out for a while. Uh, Marcel Brooks out as well. And, and that linebacker position is really the one spot on the team right now that looks pretty thin. I mean, D. Winters is still there, obviously. Johnny Hodges, the uh, Naval Academy transfer. I got some younger guys who are going to work in there, too, like Shadrach Banks. Um, Wyatt Harris has been on the team for a few years now. But, man, I, I was excited about the athleticism and the explosiveness they had at that position. And a lot of that came from Cooks, who was a transfer from Texas and originally played at um, Shadow Creek. And then uh, Brooks as well, just his ability to, you know, play at different spots on the field. And I think he could be somebody that would be really valuable in coverage too, just because of the way he's able to run and stay with smaller, quicker guys. Um, but it'll be a, a while before we see both of them on the field. So best of luck to them. And their recovery. Marcel, I think, will be back by conference play, which will be significant. But Cook's out for a significant amount of time. And, yeah, it's part of fall camp. I mean, it is what it is. It's just unfortunate that it's kind of hitting 
TCU at multiple positions or just at the same position, a position where they're going to need a lot of depth throughout the season. Um, one thing I've been noticing with this defense too, and I don't know how much of an emphasis it is, and I would love, like, if you want to hit me up, um, my Twitter handle is at SimcockSteven. You can see it there on the screen. At SimcockSteven, the show Twitter handle is at LockedOnTCU. But anyway, um, it seems like the defense has been forcing a lot of turnovers. I know they've had some picks in the scrimmage. It seemed like the other day at the open practice they were forcing turnovers. And that can be a huge thing. Like, if you're a defense that's probably going to give up a lot of yards and struggle at times, if you can force turnovers, find a way to set up your offense in good field position and just steal possessions, you know, especially if a game, if it's a shootout, um, that's the difference between winning and losing. And I I don't know how much you can coach that. I mean, I think you can definitely talk about, okay, we're going to have a mentality where we go get the football, right? We're not just – we're not just breaking up passes. We're getting picks. We're not just tackling people. We're going to strip the ball. We're going to recover it. We're going to make teams pay and, and find ways to be effective. But if they could do that, I think it really – if they could force a lot of turnovers this year, it really changes my whole perspective on this defense. Because even if there were issues that can't necessarily be solved, you know, with the personnel they have on the field, that covers a multitude of sins. So – um, yeah, I'll just be watching that. You know, if, if there's some ball hawks out there who can make plays and turn around games with their ability to get things done. Um, when we convene again on Monday, it will be game week. So we'll go full throttle. We'll get ready for that uh, season opening matchup against Colorado. It's coming up uh, a week from today. Thank you for tuning in. This is Locked on Horn Frogs. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You know the slogan. It's your team. 